Hi, and welcome to Talking Cars with Consumer Reports. I'm Tom Mutchler. I'm Gabe Schenhar. And I'm Jake Fisher. In this episode, we're talking trucks. We've recently had quite a nail-biter of a test, wondering which truck was going to wind up on top, the Ram 1500 or the Chevy Silverado. Gabe, how, how did it all turn out? How it turned out uh, is really interesting uh, because uh, we think that the Ram is the better car in terms of being a commuter car, but as a truck, I think the Silverado trumps it in terms of payload capacity and um, other truck-related things. Yeah, the Silverado outscored the Ram in it our does. testing, despite the fact most of us liked the Ram better. Well, like Gabe says, the Ram is the better car. Um, I think about pretty sums it up. I mean, we keep on talking about it as the luxury truck, mm -hmm. and it really is. It's 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 quiet. It's comfortable. It's, it's you know the coil springs nice. in the back give it the best ride of, of any truck. But yeah. unfortunately, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't haul as much. It doesn't tow as much. It doesn't do the truck stuff. And actually, the Silverado. I mean, the Silverado. It's very very quiet too. Um, it gets better fuel economy. Doesn't um, ride as well. Doesn't ride as well, but yeah. um, and doesn't have the powertrain of the Hemi, which is wonderful. No, that, that eight-speed automatic yeah. is terrific, and it's such an effortless powertrain. So, I mean, if I'm like need a truck to commute, let's say I live in Houston, and I need a truck to commute every day, I'm taking the Ram because no, you know, I don't. I'm not like carrying stuff or towing a lot of stuff like you. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, the folks at Autoblog, you know, that they have their marathon podcasts, which last about four hours, I think. But, but they, they made the point that in Consumer Reports testing, we often go for the more car-like truck. We're big fans of the Honda Ridgeline, which we'll talk about later. Um, you know, we always liked the Chevy Avalanche, which was very car-like. In this case, though, the Silverado wins on the numbers because it has about 300, 400 pounds more payload, uh, when you max out towing capacity, it can tow, you know, it's rated to tow about 1,500 pounds more than the Ram. Uh, so the Silverado wins there. But I mean, it's also, there are other things that the Silverado does really, really well. It's got a roomy back seat. Uh, it handles pretty well. You know, it's... Yeah, it's, it's always been a Chevy Silverado uh, advantage over its competitors. The handling is pretty car-like, if you can say that. It is, so is the access, because the truck is, is lower. And again, uh, earlier, you know, we did a first drive of the Silverado where you know, we always mentioned the access, and you know, people would complain, oh, but it's a truck, you know, I need ground clearance. Uh, the ground clearance difference is half an inch between these two trucks. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And there's the fuel economy. This is the most fuel efficient, full-size, gas-powered truck. I'm sure the Ram diesel will, will beat the 16 miles per gallon here. But between these two trucks, that's going to save you about 100 gallons, 150 gallons of gas a year. You know, that adds up. So, I mean, what it really comes down to, though, is, you know, buy the numbers. And, you know, we aren't just picking the best, best car. And like I said, it's like, what was it, the, uh, the Subaru? Uh, the Baja? The Baja. That, <laughs> you know, if we put that in the truck category, it probably would have been the best. But, um, but really, it wouldn't because we do take into account things like hauling and mm -hmm. payload and all those things. And actually, we were, we were kind of playing with the numbers before. And actually, if you take away the additional capacities that the Silverado has, actually, these, these, the, the two trucks are basically a parity. They're basically the same. Yep. They're mm -hmm. very, very close in, in what they do. What puts it above is, you know, and obviously when you make a truck, you make certain compromises. So, you know, maybe you want to have, you know, stiffer suspension to be able to have that extra, what was it, 400 pounds of payload. Yep. Um, but that is going to hurt the, the, the ride when you have it empty. And, so, I mean, practically speaking, that 400 extra pounds of payload makes far more difference probably, believe it or not, than the 1,500 pounds of trailer towing. 
Because you, you tow a trailer, you've got to deal with tongue weight, you have to deal with what's inside the cab. Most people, they buy half-ton trucks, they're not towing out at the hairy edge of, of the max well, rating. Well, and, that, and that's it. So, so really, you know, I mean, regardless, I know everyone likes to make a big deal about it, you know, we say the Silverado beats the Ram, whatever. You know, it, it, it's, it may not be the best truck for everybody. It depends on who you are, exactly. what you need. So if you're not gonna be towing that extra thousand pounds, if you're not gonna be hauling the extra capacity, you know, really that Ram's gonna be the better truck for you. Mm -hmm. So just because one is above the other, it doesn't mean it's the better one for you. You gotta figure out what you wanna do. And in fact, for me, and we've talked about this too, I don't think I'd be by either one of those. I think I'd probably wind up with a Ram V6 with the eight speed, or actually probably that diesel, diesel that's coming out. I'm gonna wait for that diesel. <laughs> yeah. I, I did wanna ask you guys, what, what uh, full-size full truck would you buy? Uh, well, I'm not exactly the truck kind of guy, um, totally admitting it. Let's uh, say you moved to Montana. Montana. Uh, let me guess, let me guess. The best pickup truck for you? GTI. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Chop off the rest of those. Yeah, exactly. Well, they made the rabbit pickup uh, truck. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I'll say this. I wouldn't buy a pickup truck without the easy gate that the Silverado has and the Ram doesn't have. And so does the Tundra and the Titan. But that's an awesome kind of thing. I mean, the lowering the gate, it's fully damped, it's low effort. That's really handy. It is a real nice feature. I mean, between the two trucks, I also would buy the Ram. I think the eight-speed automatic's terrific. Um, honestly, though, I'd start looking, I'd probably buy a used Avalanche. You know, 09 or newer, get the six-speed automatic. That rides probably a little bit better in the Ram. You know, you get one used, probably $25,000, something like that. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of pickup truck fuel economy, we also did some testing to find out, to answer the age-old myth, do you get better fuel economy with the tailgate down or up? Jake? Yes. Well, we didn't know the answer to this too, so we tried it out, and we spliced in a fuel meter, and we did, did that, and we did the tailgate up and down. We also put a tornado cover on it, which it actually still has, and, you know, the one mile per gallon difference between these two trucks, well, if you could go and put the tailgate down or do that and, and equalize it, that would be great. Well, it turns out, not so much. It doesn't actually help. Actually, wound up hurting a little bit too. Yeah, about half a mile per gallon. About a half mile per gallon worse um, with the cover or with the tailgate down. Right. MythBusters did this, you know, a couple years ago. We did it a little more accurately. You know, like you said, we splice in a fuel meter uh, to find out the difference. But we like the myth busting. Yeah. No. Not, nothing wrong with the myth busting. No, that's good stuff. MythBusters is better to watch than us. To tell you the truth, um, they're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're more handsome. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna I, really don't, I really don't think we're gonna. Oh, do I get to break? <laughs> well, you already got the. the facial I do. Have, hair. I do have the facial hair. Yes. I also want to talk about the compact truck market because it seems to be slowly dying away. It's, it's just kind of fading off. You know, there's really only two competitors anymore. You know, the, the Tacoma and the Frontier. Tacoma and Frontier, and also, I mean, the the thing is that uh, when you get a, a crew cab, four wheel drive, uh, compact truck. Price-wise, it really starts uh, touching the, the full size. There is a lot of overlap. So, Our last Tacoma cost $33,000. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, <laughs> yeah. These yes. trucks need to be $16,000. Well, no, <laughs> you know? no, no, no maybe that, not that. I mean, we have, a custom, we have a couple of people on the staff here. Their husbands own Frontiers, Nissan Frontier, which is a pretty good truck. I'd much rather have it to a Tacoma. Uh, it handles a lot better, drives a lot better. And they bought them for 22000 bucks. You know, that's what a compact truck That's where cost. it needs to be at. And uh, uh, Chevy, uh, I mean, GM's bringing the Canyon and uh, the other one. Colorado. Colorado. 
Uh, I think for 15, and uh, they won't I be mean, 15,000 bucks. They, no, they won't. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, that that's always a tough market, and I think the thing is, they need to be more uh, work-related. They need to have diesel engines, and then they're going to be more appealing. Well, uh, basically, what they are in other the rest of other the markets. Yes. But but I think what what's happened is, you know, pickup trucks. I mean. Okay, some people are using for contractors or work trucks, but really they're not. They're, they're everyday vehicles. So when you start equipping these vehicles that are, I mean, the compact trucks, I mean, they always were traditionally pretty, you know, bolted, bolted, yeah, yeah. bolted together, Posted you know? Out. I mean, yeah, really. When you start equipping those, yeah, there's not much of a difference between a full-size truck. If you go to the other end and get something that's really a stripper and that's, that's, that's low price, you know what, you might that, as well buy a used one. Right. And, that, you know, and especially when you start looking at Tacoma. I mean, Tacoma, we got reliability information on these things. I mean, they, they run for freaking ever. Well, but Tacoma's proof. also... It's a workhorse that's going to last forever. But they cost a ton of money on the used market. They don't depreciate much. Well, I they, mean, you know, Tacomas don't. Ridgelines don't either. But, but, but here's the thing. It's like, if you, look, if, if you think about it, it's like my everyday car, and I'm looking for a two-year-old one. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that, you know what, I could have a normal car, I keep this as my third car if I do need to haul something, and then you don't buy a two-year-old Tacoma, you buy one that's 10 years old. And oh, you know you got to make sure the frame hasn't rusted out on that <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's some extended warranty on that. But, um, but yeah, you get an old Tacoma, you, you don't pay a whole lot, well, maybe you buy a, one of the guys here, it's called a Mazda B2000 oh, or something. God. I mean, Oh, yeah. yeah, that's an ancient One thing. of the guys here has a Ranger, too, which... I don't. I they don't envy him. No, they're like cockroaches. <laughs> they run forever, but that just means you're stuck driving them forever. Yeah. But but, yeah. but you know you raise an interesting point. These full size trucks behind us, they're forty two thousand dollars. And you know before you go into oh well you loaded them up. These are basically equipped the same as a twenty five thousand dollar Camry. You know full power options, a power seat, and a touchscreen radio. You know these aren't fancy trucks. You know which can easily top fifty grand. Yeah, and that's the, the sweet spot for a full-size pickup truck. That's what most people buy. And most people also get several thousand dollars off in incentives, mm -hmm. too. Um, but also, I want to talk about the Honda Ridgeline. You know, we, we, we you know, rated the Ridgeline really high back in the day. It and makes it, a lot of sense. It's, it's a very clever truck. It, it does, you know, that, that tailgate slides out and yeah. the storage in the bed. But again, it's thirty-three thousand bucks. Honda's only selling fifteen to twenty thousand a year. It just hasn't hit it off with the public. It's, well, it's just not a, enough of a truck. Well, the thing is, it doesn't really do anything well. It's it's, it's the hybrid bicycle. Okay, I mean, right. I'm, I'm, yeah. Last night I did a triathlon. Okay, and you go on the triathlon, and everyone's doing this road bike, and everyone's got the tri bikes and the road bikes. Well, one guy was there with a hybrid bike, and you know what? He can't go mountain biking with it, and he can't go road biking with it. It doesn't do anything well. So what most people do is they have a road bike and they have a mountain bike. This is the thing with trucks. You know, if you want to be a truck, be a truck. If you want to be a car, be a car. You take the Ridgeline, it's not a great truck, it's not a great car. And this thing is, just buy one of each. Eh, I argue the other side. Because I, I can. Guessed that. Because, <laughs> I, because <laughs> I, I can. Me and Gabe I mean, saw this coming. I mean, I mean <laughs> you know, for that guy, most of the bike riding, he's going to do the hybrids probably the best. For most people, what they're going to do with the truck, Ridgeline's fine. I mean, you know, it, it, it's got a big enough bed. It's very comfortable. The handling's really and, good. And the numbers completely agree with yeah. you. It's, yeah. very, <laughs> it's very much like the Avalanche. You know, the Avalanche was a total flop in the market. But it made a lot of sense. It had a unified body and, and bed. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was, uh, you could uh, haul things completely um, covered from the elements. It, it never had really top ratings. Genius you know, uh, kind of ratings. a truck. Yeah, it never had top tow ratings or payload ratings, but it had enough. 
-hmm. you know, but again, like you said, it was well. It also cost a, a million dollars. You know, I mean, the the other thing about you know doing you know being kind of the the jack of all trades and master or not. And you look at tires too. And we talk about this. You know, in America, mm -hmm. everyone has all season tires. You go to other markets, and what do they do? You have summer winter, tires, winter tires. Summer tires and winter yep. tires. And you know what? The whole time, they're performing better. So, I mean, if you have the possibility to have something that's really designed to be a truck and designed to be a car, you're going to be better off. Yeah, I think you just made proven. me sad because I'm not going to argue the tire point with you. I agree completely on the tire point. But, but I think it's, it's been proven <laughs> that uh, okay. <laughs> with, with all due respect to reinventing something, which I like, the pickup truck is just a very conservative kind of a thing. I mean, it has to be to stay true to its core attributes. And if you start to reinvent it and, 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 and expand the, the possibilities, it just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, Ridgeline, Avalanche. You're, yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah, because yeah. if, I mean, the Tacoma, which sells pretty well still for a compact truck, is a very traditional truck. Mm -hmm. You can even argue the Frontier is more alternative than, than the Tacoma. No, you have a point there. Uh, question from Facebook I wanted to get to about heavy-duty trucks. Uh, I have to purchase a truck for employment pur purchases soon. I want a three-quarter ton quad cab and a long bed. He wants to haul a fifth-wheel camper. Uh, he's, he, I guess he's doing insurance work going to catastrophes to do claims adjusting. I want to know the best truck for the job. Uh, and, and which truck, you know, if he buys a used one, because three-quarter ton trucks are really expensive, mm -hmm. what's his best choice? I would tend to say uh, Silverado, because when we tested the 2500s, uh, it was at least tolerable in terms of ride and had a modicum of handling response which was better than the Ford and the, and the Ram. So I tend to stay with a Silverado there. I mean, again, we're getting into that, that nether world of liking trucks because they do car things better. But I mean, in this case, yeah, you know, the, the F-250, which is a workhorse, it has, its emergency handling limits are very low. The thing just plows straight ahead. It's, it's a work, it's like a mule. You know, it's made to pull straight, you know, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really turn. Yeah, I mean, despite uh, looking like the most rugged and the toughest truck out there and having two live axles, it, uh, in terms of um, payload, it's, it's not the best. Yeah, the other thing is, is that the Silverado, going back in our reliability data, it's by far the best. The Silverado is by far the most reliable. Both Ford's had problems over the years with diesel engines. Uh, even Dodge, uh, it was Dodge then, now Ram, that they've had some teething issues with uh, emissions on the Cummins. But one last thing, if you want to save some money, get the gas engine. The gas engine is going to be more reliable. Uh, if you're doing claims adjusting, you probably can find gasoline easier than diesel. Uh, and you'll save a lot of money in That's advance. one big ass gas engine. It's an 8.1 liter. Well, some of them, yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty big. Um, I mean, the diesel tows better, but it, yeah. there are costs with getting right. diesel. But the Duramax with the Allison is just a slick powertrain. It is slick. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Finally, we have a non-truck-related question. It comes from David Lim. He posted on Facebook. He's been a longtime subscriber, longtime forum member. Uh, he, I helped convince him to buy a Mazda Miata. He has a Passat like we used to have. I guess he's shopping for a, his next car. Here's his question. Would you go with a loaded Chevy Impala V6 or a base Audi A6 2.0T front-wheel drive? CR hasn't tested the front drive A6, so any guess here? Well, that's uh, literally an out-of-the-box kind of question. Wow. Pick up a truck. <laughs> it's out-of-a-bed question. Out-of-the-bed, yes. There we go. Well, I think he answered his question. The, the question's been answered by what he drove before. So if he's got a Miata and he liked the Passat, 
um, he's going to be happier with the A6. I mean, the A6 is going to be a lot more money. Yeah, yeah there's probably $5,000 in but, um, I mean, that kind of A6, though, he has to uh, consider that it's going to take him probably six months to get that kind of car <laughs> because I don't think they're building many of these front-wheel drive uh, four-cylinder A6s for that price. They're probably inexpensive leases down in Florida or something like that. You're not going to get them in the Northeast where it snows. Um, also, I'm surprised you didn't mention this. There is another car. There's a car that bridges the gap between the Impala and the A6. There is. Come on, come on, Gabe. Yeah, that's You can the, do it. Come on, you can do it. It's the Passat 36. There you go. Yay. There you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you get a loaded Passat 36 SEL Premium, it handles better than, than the more cooking versions of the Passat. Mm -hmm. It's quick. It's cool. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, and that is the only car with a DSG transmission that actually works well. Yeah, that, that, that's a real nice car. That's yeah. something else you might want to consider. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Talking Cars. As always, thank you for listening.